Hey, let's take a second to tell you about one of our partners, Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish basketball shooting machines are the most high-tech and durable basketball shooting machines on the market today. Each shooting machine was designed specifically for high-repetition training to allow players to improve through technology. Dr. Dish offers game-like training to give hundreds of shooting reps in just minutes and to provide powerful analytics to help players improve their game. Dr. Dish has also introduced Skill Builder, which is the first of its kind of basketball shooting industry that enables coaches and players to stay connected, design and upload training exercises that combine shooting, conditioning, and ball handling into one complete workout, and instantly receive feedback on their workout, allowing for real-time adjustments and improved performance. It is without question the most innovative basketball training machine on the market. It's been the official shooting machine of Coaching You for the last two years. To learn more about Dr. Dish, log on to drdishbasketball.com or follow them on Twitter at drdishbball. Fast Model Sports is the world's most versatile basketball coaching software to help power your preparation. Fast Model has developed the industry's best coaching software, including the number one play diagramming and playbook software, FastDraw. FastDraw bridges the gap between whiteboarding and the digital world with an incredibly easy-to-use interface that can be used on both your computer and your iPad, providing maximum portability for your own personal play and drill database. doesn't stop there. Along with FastDraw, they have other great programs such as FastScout, which I have used, which helps coaches create clean professional sky reports customized for your team. FastModel is trusted and used by every NBA team and WNBA team and 85% of Division I college teams and over 8,000 high school and youth teams from over 75 countries around the world. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 5,000 free plays and drills for their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. I wanted to announce a new partnership between Coaching You and Interzone Sports. You know, for a long time, one of the intangibles by coaches and athletes is team chemistry. And it's a major factor all the time in whether a team has success or failure. When the folks from Interzone came to me at Coaching You and said, we can even help your team, I was all ears. And what we did is we took a quick assessment two to four minutes each person, and we were stunned by what we found out about ourselves and our team. You owe it to yourself to find out what Interzone can do for your team. It's the simplest and fastest and most accurate software available to measure team chemistry. I highly recommend, without any reservation, the use of Interzone with your team, whether you're a middle school, high school, college, or professional team, to help take you to the next level. For further information, go to coachingyoulive.com slash innerzone. That's I-N-N-E-R-Z-O-N-E. Hey, this is the coach, Brendan Sir, with our Coaching You podcast for this week, and we're going to have a little change of pace, and 
we're going to feature today my PhD in coaching course. And I think one of the really important things that I wanted to get across to all of our listeners, because we've had such phenomenal feedback from you, is, is this course for me? And, uh, and why should I do it? And here's the biggest things I want to emphasize. Learning is an amazing thing. And the biggest thing that we've learned at Coaching You is how and when to learn. And I find as a coach, uh, my time is of the essence. Uh, I never have enough of it. But how do I learn? Well, we found out that basically we learn, frankly, on devices. You know, uh, I use my phone, my iPad, my computer as the ways I learn in communicating with other coaches and like-minded people. And then when do I learn? And there, because I'm a coach, I never have enough time. So what we have found out from delivering our podcast to people and our videos to people over the years, that coaches, we want to learn on demand. We want to learn when it's convenient for me. And so when I want to learn is of the most important thing. Uh, using any device is very important to me, but also the concept of being on demand. This is something that, you know, I'm, my, my schedule for years was I'm playing games at night, I'm staying up till one o'clock. Other nights when I don't have a game, I'm up late. So for me, I'm a night learner. I'm not an early morning learner. So I think it's important. We learn from our podcast that we have tons of coaches that love to work out, drive in cars, and learn then. So what we did is we wanted to create a program, again, where learning was of the essence, when you could do it when you wanted, when was most convenient, and on the devices that you could. Now, people will say, you know, when you did your PhD in coaching course, why is it mostly in videos? Because we found that rather than reading something, we really like to see and hear people. So I can listen to this course. I don't have to watch the video. I can listen to myself talking or to our people that we have doing our timeouts with us to learn. But why the art of coaching? We have found, first of all, that one of the great things that we have decided to do at Coaching You was to impact not one team, not a few coaches, but we frankly want to impact thousands of coaches. We were on a mission to impact thousands and thousands of basketball coaches. And we've really done a good job in that because the coaches have been receptive. But we've now expanded our thinking and through different people that we're very close to, different coaches, who have emphasized to us, frankly, that coaching's coaching. It doesn't matter whether you're coaching women's basketball, men's basketball, women's soccer, uh, lacrosse. It doesn't matter what you're coaching. It really matters who you're coaching. We wanted to do something where we were co not doing something sports-specific, but I felt over the years that coaches, frankly, get in the biggest trouble not in their concept of strategy, schemes, tactics, how to train, how to run practice. Frankly, it's how you handle your players, your fellow coaches, your administrators. But I can't emphasize enough, it's a, it's a player's game. 
So what I wanted to do was to take every coach, men's and women's, and all sports, and I wanted to now figure out how could I make an impact on you? How could we make you, help you become a better coach? And we felt that the art of coaching was the key. In putting this course together, what I wanted to do was take aspiring coaches, coaches that are kids that are in college, to high school coaches, to assistant coaches in college, and I want to help them get to the next level, how to get better. But even if you're in a coach that's been coaching 20 years in high school, you know, 15 years as an assistant or a head coach in college, or you're an assistant in the NBA, WNBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, you're a minor league coach in Major League, it doesn't matter who you're coaching, but what can I learn to get better? Because you have to be on a continuous journey of learning and getting better and improving. So that's where we started. So let me, what, let me take you through the 13 lessons that we wanted to get to. Now, the thing that I feel that we did in the beginning to really help in learning is we have a downloadable workbook, 24 pages that really, as you're learning and listening and watching the videos, there's in each lesson, there's things that you can mark down and learn. The other thing that we wanted to create was that many times I've bought online courses, but at the end of one calendar year, at the end of 12 months from when I purchased, it erases, it goes away. I don't own it anymore. So we wanted, it was a license basically to learn. We didn't want that. We wanted to provide you with a, a lifetime of learning so that this is a resource that you have forever. And we thought that was really valuable. So let me take you through some of the things that we talked about. I think everything starts in coaching or is your philosophy. And I think that is something that we really tried to address up front is, you know, what is your philosophy of coaching? And you say, well, geez, I've just started out. I'm just an assistant, but it's fine. But I wanted to stress to you the importance of that this is, this is something that you need. And if you had no philosophy, we were going to nudge you along the way by telling you about some of the things that we believe. Because ours are all based on 45 years of coaching personally. All the research that we do at uh, Coaching You on coaches of all sports, you know, we've just conducted and finished uh, some research on the, on the World Series and on the baseball playoffs because there was some great coaching going on. And we study these people because, you know what, coaching's coaching. And, we're, and right now, we're really into coaching all sports. So one of the things we wanted to emphasize is the philosophy of coaching. Joe Ehrman, uh, who wrote Inside Out Coaching, has done maybe the most extensive research on what we call transformational coaching versus transactional coaching. We really emphasize being a transformational coach. And, and that is something that we really encourage you to become. That is about the player. It's not about you. It's also about your team. But again, it's not about you. Transactional coaching, I'm, I'm giving you the very short version. It's all about you. It's all about you caring about whether you won the game because that's all you really care about. You don't want to be transactional. You want to coach because you want to help those players improve, get better, and really become 
boys become men and girls become women. That is the essence of what we're trying to do as a philosophy of coaching. And then the second area that we got into was defining coaching. And I think, you know, we, we really enter into this and we talk about defining coaching and we want you to understand, you know, you know what is coaching. And if you've heard me do podcasts before, uh, you know, you understand, you know, the importance of five questions that I ask. You know, when we, when we talk about the importance of the, the art of coaching, it all starts with yourself. And, and, and I think one of the biggest things that I've really learned in the last year or two, after all these years of coaching, and that's why I know every one of us can get better, is I had to keep saying to myself, what am I doing every single day to develop myself? And, and I ask you the same question, what are you doing to develop yourself? And then more importantly, then what are you doing to develop others? And so that's been something that we've really tried to work with at Coaching You of trying to help ourselves to get better. But more importantly, how am I going to develop you? And, it, and now you take that to yourself with your own team. And that doesn't matter whether you're assistant coach or a head coach. Okay. You know, in lesson three, I talk about relationship-based coaching. To me, the essence of coaching is to get your players, <laughs> we all get judged, do your players play hard? Do they play together? Do they play smart? And we really enter into that of things that we think can really help you. Uh, again, I went from unconsciously competent to consciously competent. <laughs> to be honest with you, speaking frankly to you, I now know what the hell I'm doing. But for years I didn't, okay? And, and that's what we're trying to come to. Lesson four comes to communication. <sighs> you know, and you say, well, yeah, of course, you know, communication. But how do I communicate? And we talk about three different ways of communication that I think you're going to find. And tips of how to do it really better. We talk about two big questions that you have to ask, you know, all the time that I think are very important in coaching. Uh, and then, you know, it all comes down to, you know, winning when you're coaching a team is very important. So performance-based coaching is something that we have to be conscious of. How do I get my players that I have good relationships with that are, you know, buying into what I'm doing? How do I get them to perform? So there's a performance based on that. And we really enter into the tips that make it better. And, I, and the only thing I'm going to share with you right now is about really, really good players. And, and I'm talking about <laughs> we're, we're studying the World Series and we see the best two teams in baseball are competing. And all of a sudden, how do players gain confidence and lose confidence in a matter of five games? How does this happen? After you've played 162 games and previous playoff series, how, do, how does this happen? And that's because someone on the staff, might be the manager, might be an assistant coach, or might be a teammate, knows how to push buttons to help someone perform better. The greatest thing that we maybe have done is about teaching you to know who, who you are coaching. And I don't care what sport it is. Frankly, I don't care what age it is. I don't care if it's a professional team. 
I don't care if it's a junior high or a high school team, or you're going into junior college, four-year school, or professional sport. You have to understand who you're coaching. And I think the, the key to that is understanding this age group and who they are. And we go in depth on who you're coaching. And I will say this, there's probably no coaching clinic that you will go to that will go as in-depth with this as we do. And this, and I'm going to say this later on when we do our timeout, this alone, in my opinion, is worth the price of the course. When we also will get into, and my friend John Gordon is a huge thing, person that teaches this, is you must have a vision of your team. And besides that vision, you know, how to develop the culture of a team. And, and these are areas that I think, I was never taught this. Cultures become the buzzword. Vision, vision casting, all these terms that you hear these speakers use. But no one taught me what that is. I didn't take a course in this in college. These are the things, to be honest with you, that I never had a course in. I spent four years in college. I took 128 credits undergrad. And, and I took coaching courses, but no one went into any detail on these things that really can determine your success and failure. You as a coach must be a leader. And this is one area that we really go into. The other area that coaches really struggle with is rules. Oh boy, we make up rules. And you know what happens when you have rules? It's like having a speeding sign on the highway. They get broken. You get a ticket if you go too fast, break a driving law. But you know what? In coaching, you know what we do? We bench players, we sit them down, we suspend them, things like that. I'm trying to help you from not making that mistake. We teach you using standards versus rules. And we go into detail on that. You know, there's there's really ways to have a high impact on your team. We go into that. We, we talk about how to master, mastering high-impact coaching, and we give you some really some huge lessons in life uh, about that and things that, tips that will really help you. And then one of the things we emphasize at the end is we give you a game plan, something that you can take away, and now you have to create uh, things that you've learned from the class, but also, more importantly, things that you're going to think about for your future. And the beauty of this is that you're never going to stop learning. So, you know, I think this is one of the areas that we're really proud of this and the response has been incredible. But I want to share this with you because uh, I think when, you, when, you, when you're getting into learning, I want to learn things I don't know. I teach at clinics all the ball plays. I got the best pick and roll plays in the world, okay? But I really the biggest, you know, situation I would have was how to, how to make sure Dennis Rodman wanted to go back in the game. How do I make sure that one of the best players in the world, Vinnie Johnson, is not pissed off at me because he's on the bench? I have to understand these people and what make them tick. And this is one of the things that we're going to really try to teach and emphasize to you. Now, well, let me emphasize to you one of the things that we have done in this. 
that we think will take it to another level. We developed timeouts. So what we had is people, experts, that we really trust, that know certain areas of coaching at an incredibly high level. And I asked to do a timeout with them so that they could add value to the course. And let me share with you some of the people that we had. All right. Tom Flick is one of the great speakers in the world in the area of leadership, leadership change, and developing high-performance culture. He speaks all over the world on this subject. He's paid a ridiculous amount of money to do this on an hourly basis when he goes in. But one of the things that he shared and why I wanted Tom to do this is he was also the MVP in the Rose Bowl. He was an NFL quarterback for seven years. So this guy understands you, the coach. He understands coaches. He, he's been my mentor for almost 20 years as someone that I speak to several times a week on how to, that I get better. So we really have a unique relationship. But I wanted, I want him, I had him talk to you about this areas, but also I wanted to emphasize certain things to you. You're going to listen to a clip now where he's going to emphasize that this game, it's a game for these players. And the key is enthusiasm and how you as a coach can contribute to that. So any coach that can come and bring that enthusiasm, that playfulness, it's still a game, right? I mean, whether you're a basketball coach, baseball, football, you're teaching kids and teaching young men how to play a game and play it exceptionally well, but it's still a game. And with that, uh, there's a lot of fun that should go along with it. So the coaches that I've really enjoyed are those that really have an aspect of enthusiasm, which, which is contagious for any team. Now, one of the biggest things that as a coach, you must be a leader. Listen to what he says about the coach as a leader. I think what's missing and a lot of times in leadership and in coaching is that to be really a great coach, you have to lead by appealing to the head, but also to the heart. And that's missed a lot. And so what I find so often in business, but it relates also in athletics, is that coaches make things intellectual exercises or they get too, too detailed. And as far as leading organizations and leading visions and values and missions, um, we got to lead from the heart. So whether you want to be the world's greatest bank or the most compassionate hospital or the most service-oriented hotel, feelings are more influential than thought when it comes to leading change. And so I think those are kind of the bedrocks of beginning to create a great culture of high performance is making sure that leaders are actually leading. See, Tom has really, my big thing as a coach is that I have to be a leader. And I don't care if you're an assistant coach, third assistant, fourth assistant, or the 10th assistant on a football team, it doesn't matter. If you want, and if you're an aspiring coach, or if you're the head coach, you must understand leadership and your role in it. And that's why Tom Flick is one of the very best that I've come in contact. His other comments on leadership are off the charts. That's just a little sampling of them. My next timeout was with Manawatsa. Now, let me tell you about who Manawatsa is. He is the president and owner of PGC Basketball, which put which educates and teaches over 10,000 boys and girls every summer at an incredibly high dollar point of how to become better players. But they do it in a very unique way. They don't play games. What they do is they do classroom sessions where they watch a lot of videos, they learn the game inside out, 
Then they teach them leadership because PGC stands for Point Guard College. So the, the original idea of this program was to teach players, basketball players, how to become point guards. And so, which is a leadership position, but it's now evolved that it's teaching all players how to become better. But leadership is still the focal point of what they teach. Now, one of the clips I'm going to play is having Mono talk to you about, they in one of their leadership sessions, they teach players, you know, how to gain attention and how to focus. One of the key things with players nowadays is their lack of focus. Listen to his comments. From having coached soccer, volleyball, badminton, basketball, a whole array of sports, it's so easy for us as coaches to get locked into what we're teaching before we even have the focus of our players. So the, the most critical thing that I share with coaches around focus is ensuring that you have your players' attention in the first place. If you don't have your, uh, your players' attention, well, they're not going to be able to learn and they're not going to be able to put into practice the things that you want them to. One of the really key things that I've never really heard coaches talk about is the idea of behavior modification. That's a psychological term. We usually hear that and those there. But he talks about, again, in coaching, we have to understand behavior modification. Listen to this comment. It's so easy to just attempt to get as coaches behavior modification. And behavior modification is very simply, you know, reacting as coaches to our players' poor mistake response and letting them know, uh, hey, change that behavior. But we have to go deeper than that because every athlete's behavior results from a feeling that they're feeling. So when we just try and change behavior, I think we're missing it. And we need to go back even further to how are they feeling? And how they're feeling is, of course, frustrated or disappointed or angry, whatever that feeling is. And the reason they're having that feeling is because something that they're thinking. You know, how to improve communication is something we always say. You know, when, when I'm coaching basketball, you know, I'd always hear coaches say, hey, we got to talk on defense, got to talk on defense. Uh, we, you know, let's talk as a team. And, and you know, they would utter out primal sayings. I didn't know what the heck they were even talking about. But when you hear how Mano talks about communication, it opened up my eyes to the biggest problem. Listen to this. Just last uh, yesterday afternoon at my son's school, the volleyball coach asked me, hey, how do I get your son to communicate more? Which is fascinating because in basketball and soccer, he communicates extraordinarily well. Best, best communicator on the field, best communicator on the court. But in volleyball, he wasn't communicating. So I realized it's not that he doesn't know how. So what we teach at PGC is the first and most importantly, one of the reasons athletes don't communicate is they don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. And so as volleyball, he's learning volleyball, whereas he's played soccer and basketball for many years, I suggested to the coach that he identify the specific situations that he wants my son to communicate and exactly what he'd like him to communicate. And so if as, a, if a, as a coach, if you can identify the what, so a lot of times we say as coaches, we got to talk more, but the athletes don't know what to say. 
Mm -hmm. And so it starts with knowing what to say and as a coach actually telling them, here's what you can say in this situation. I've got number 21, you pick up here. Hey, get through that screen in basketball. Whatever, whatever you want your athletes to say in your particular sport, letting them know when to say it and what to say. When we did our timeout with Dr. Tim Elmore, this man is the most fascinating person and maybe one of the people I've learned more about coaching in the last several years than anyone else. We've done a couple of podcasts, uh, but most importantly, I've read all of his books we become dear friends, but what Dr. Tim Elmore has taught me is to understand who the hell I'm coaching. And this, my friends, is the essence of what we're doing. I don't care what sport you're coaching. I don't care whether you're coaching a boys or girls team, a men's or women's team. I don't care if you're coaching professional, high school, or college. You must know who you're coaching, and you must know how you're going to connect with them. So... You know, as the president and owner of Growing Leaders, he is one of the leading experts in the world on education and now coaching in dealing with this aspect of who you're coaching. In this, you know, recording, you're going to hear what he calls a generation of firsts. What athletes need coaches for? Let's listen. I call this generation, Brandon, a generation of first. Think about it. They're the first population of athletes that doesn't need an adult to get information. Uh, So we used to be the grand brokers of all the data. You know, we knew and they didn't because we're the coach. Well, now, thank you, Google and YouTube. They don't need us for information. But I think they do need us for interpretation. Let me help you make sense of all that you know. So we become the great interpreters. We uh, understand they've watched a video. They've got a personal trainer. They've got everything else going on in their life. We need to be the interpreters. That's how we add value and gain an ear uh, from them by being the interpreter. So again, they don't need us to access the information, but to process the information that they know. He talked about something I had never entered into my mind, but now seeing the kids that I've coached the last few years, listen to what he says about anxiety level of the players we coach. Today's kids, athletes and kids in general, are the first generation that endures the same level of anxiety as a psychiatric patient did in the 1950s. So the American Psychological Association released this statement, the APA. They said uh, the average teenager today has the same level of anxiety, depression, and just mental health problems that a patient did in a psych ward back in the 1950s. I just don't think life was supposed to be this way. And call me old-fashioned, we are going to have to coach our way through this anxious, stressed-out group of, of young athletes so they can be the, the gifted athlete we know they're capable of becoming. But we may have to curb some things and be way more intentional than we used to be. Dr. Tim then talks about don't think control, think connect. Don't think control, think connect. So when something goes wrong in practice, you're not seeing them put out the effort. You're not seeing them engaged and you just want to control the outcomes and you want to control everything. In fact, that's what I want to do. I just want to control everything when they're not doing it right. I think control is a myth. I've never been able to control the attitude of a teenager ever in my life. But here's what I would say. If I seek connection rather than control, a connection meaning I want to to get a heart connection with them. 
maybe I put my arm around them and I say, what's going on? And I really get down to the heart issue. I don't get control, but I get very deep influence. And I earn my right to say the hard things that need to be said. But what I've done is I built a bridge of relationship that can bear the weight of truth, sometimes hard truth. One of the really unique concepts that Dr. Tim Elmore shares with me is about the importance of participation by creating buy-in. This is something that a lot of coaches don't do. It's a great tip. So coaches, how could you be more participatory? How could you let your players weigh in on how practice goes? I know you're the coach, but what if you gave a segment of that practice to your upperclassmen? You said, you tell us how to prepare for next Thursday night or next Saturday. And they get to have a say. Here's why this is so important. It creates ownership. Students support what they help create. Let me say that again. Students support what they help create. Let them put their fingerprints on this thing. Even though you're still the coach, you're going to get ownership when you let them help you lead the team. I mentioned earlier in the podcast, uh, Dr. Tim Elmore, in his timeout with us, went 27 minutes. It was some of the best things I've ever heard in coaching. And as I said earlier, and I wasn't trying to be, you know, just a throwaway statement, that alone was worth the price of the course because there's things that you will hear you've never heard before. That's how important this segment is of understanding who you're coaching. And I think you're really going to love that. The next person that we did a timeout with was a great friend of coaching you, and that's John Gordon. John has become the best-selling author. He's had six best-selling books, number one best-selling books, uh, you know, from the energy bus to the power of positive leadership, the power of positive teams, and a lot in between. He's also become the best speaker in the country, one of the highest in demand speakers to corporate world, but also the most popular speaker to athletic teams and coaches in the world of sports. I think in the last 15 years, he might be the most influential person to coaches in our industry right now. And what John did, and he's been many times, you know, we do podcasts with every book that he does. We've done uh, he's come to coaching you three times, and he always knocks it out. But what he talks about all the time is he's all about transformational coaches. You know, his books, The Energy Bust, you know, it's all about creating a vision, you know, for your culture. And, you know, as I talked about, the power of positive leadership and the power of positive teams, he touches on all those things. But listen to what he emphasizes about teams. Well, when I speak to the coaches, it's talking about positive leadership, right? Building a great culture, sharing a vision for the road ahead. One of the most important jobs is to share a vision because when you face adversity and obstacles, your vision must be greater than your circumstances. We talk about staying positive, not allowing the negativity to get your team down. Leadership is a transfer of belief. And if you're not developing it with you, you can't share it. So you have to have it so you can share it. And your number one job as a leader is to be that optimistic voice. John also talks about his response from coaches and athletes and how athletes are our future. I didn't know that coaches would gravitate to their principles like they have. I didn't know that they would use them with their teams. And I didn't know that I would get invited to speak to all these teams. And it's something I, I love to do. And it's grown into a passion and a calling to influence the leaders who are influencing so many people. And I really believe, as you know, Brendan, when we can 
create transformational coaches. I know that's what you're all about. Then we will create future leaders that will change the world. And I believe student athletes are, are our future leaders. I asked John about what I think is, frankly, for coaches, the number one leadership principle, and that's love, serve, and care. How can we, in a practical way, love, serve, care every day? And if you show up with your team, you love them, you realize your job is to serve them, to help serve their talents, serve their hearts, serve their growth, serve their future. And if you do that, you're going to make them better and you're going to get better in the process. And then how do you show that you care? Because the number one thing that your team members are, are asking is, do you care about me? And can I trust you? And I always ask teams this, if you knew someone had your back, if you knew they cared about you, would you be more open to their feedback? Would you be more open to having them challenge you? And everyone says yes. So when you care, that's what really allows you to build a great team and more importantly, a great relationship. I think what you've seen just in this very small sampling of our timeouts with each of these four guests is the extraordinary value it adds to this course. And I'm telling you, as much as these people are all friends of mine and mentors of mine, they took it to another level. And that's what I'm so proud of because they knew they wanted to share with you stuff that would really be impactful. You know, you might not, you know, be at a school that's going to pay a ton of money to have John Gordon come in, you know. So all of a sudden, we brought him to you. And that is so something I'm so proud of, that they value what you do so much and they want to help impact you. So I think the timeout part is essential in making this course so good. Now, I know you know that the course is only $97, you know, but I want to make sure that all of you don't look at $97 and say, geez, I'm not sure, it's a little too much. So what we did is we put some bonuses with there. And the bonuses, frankly, are over $700 in value for you. But the reason we gave you these bonuses, frankly, is I want to make sure that there's no way you're not going to do this course. And so what we did, number one, is if you love coaching you basketball, and that's how I know you know us from, you know, originally, is that you can come to a one of our events, and to come to Vegas for and get $100 off the course, off the event, I'm sorry, $100 off. That's number one. Number two, Doc Rivers, one of my former players and a friend of 30-plus years, one of our best speakers we always have at Coaching You Live, his video from this July is so outrageously good on coaching and crisis management and coaching. There will be tips there that you've never heard before. And I think it'll, again, no matter what your sport you're taking, take his advice on these things and it'll really help you. He's gonna walk you through some of the crises and toughest things he's going through in coaching. He, he is so honest, Doc. He shares with you things that media has never even found out. And I think it's really important. The third thing that we're doing is, you know, I, I wanted to make sure that as we went along, there's going to be questions. I've already had from the, in the first few days, people that have sent in questions, they've gone through the course already and they have questions. So what we're doing is we're creating two group coaching calls where you can send questions in to me and then 
as we do our group coaching call, I'll answer as many questions as I can. And hopefully this will help. But we're going to do two of those so that, again, you know, after a couple months, we get one call and then another. Again, because we're trying to continue the learning and we're trying to help. The whole, you know, the whole key in this is that you become a better coach. And that's the only only way sometimes that you can, you know, get better. Uh, And then lastly, we have a great partner at Coaching You in the name of InnerZone. Uh, They just joined up with us this summer. It is a software uh, that is so valuable as a leader, as a team builder, uh, to develop team chemistry. Uh, Our partners at InnerZone are giving you a free assessment, a $75 value, frankly, that you can get and take this assessment, which will take you only three or four minutes, right on your phone, And all of a sudden, you'll instantly get back the results. And it will tell you which one of the four areas that you lean heaviest in. Are you an energizer? Are you a thinker? Are you a a bridge builder? Or are you a bottom liner? You know, which one are you? There's nothing wrong with either of them. But the way to coach people better and to lead people better is to know their strengths. I think you'll find this to be absolutely fascinating. I use it with our team here at Coaching You. Many of my friends in coaching are now using it for their teams in many sports. And they have some great packages for you to get that. But you will find this to be an incredible value for you. So again, over $700 in value because I want to make sure that you take this course. It's something that's really special. So again, uh, I think this is something that we're very proud of. I think the feedback in only a Two days has been extraordinary to us, uh, but I think you're really going to enjoy it. I want to tell you, these $700 plus in bonuses, this is only for a limited time, okay? You're getting this $97 course and these bonuses for a limited time. When the time goes away, the bonuses go away, okay? So make sure you do this now. This is an enticement to make sure that you don't miss on this opportunity at this price. So take advantage of it. Till next week, this is The Coach, Brendan Serrett.